Bam 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 Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make likes. Nope. <laughs> to make life suck. To make like suff less. That's Lisa. I'm Misty. <laughs> this is the look. You're laughing at my intro. Oh, it's fun. It is fun. Oh, it's really <laughs> fun when you laugh. Wow. Now I realize you never laugh at my intro. So fuck you, Lisa. We well, swear on this podcast. Yeah, we do. Listen, this is. The- I try to be profesh. I know. Uh, this is the podcast where we read a popular self-help book, and then we come to you with our summaries, yes. our analyses, yes. our likes, our yes. dislikes, yes. our yeses, yes. our noes. Yes. No. Lisa hates self-help. I love self-help. You like self-help. You hate authoritarian dickheads is basically what it is. That's a great way to put it. Thank you. Um, and so we're, we're reading the books so that hopefully if you love what you're hearing. You'll go buy the book. You get, it's like a nice appetizer and you buy the book and you get all that enriching self-help life-altering perspective that you've been craving. Yeah. And if you don't like what you're hearing, you just go about your life. We've just saved you dollars. Dollars. Time. Self-criticism, whatever you want. <laughs> Why did I do that? Yes. So, Lisa, we're super excited about this book because it is by a pretty cool lady author. It is. And it is also technically our 25th book review. Yes. Okay. So, okay. we did think that we were on 25 because it was episode 25. We're, like do- we're doing we're a like mea culpa. We kept saying that on The Secret, it was our 25th book. Yeah. The truth is it was our 25th episode yes. because we forgot that we did uh, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. A New and a new, a new Perth and Pormth. Uh-huh. Um, a New Perth <laughs> by Eckhart Tolle and uh, When Things Fall Apart by Pima Chodron in two two-parters. That's right. So this technically our 25th book that was still our 25th episode we've still passed 50 episodes we're here for it who can care and this time look all the balloons and confetti yeah oh wow she's really filled the studio she really went to a lot of effort okay lisa (laughs) what are you bringing us this week today ladies and gentlemen i'm bringing you year of yes by shonda You may you know get Shonda. A book and you get a book. That's Oprah. Oprah. I know, but I was saying it like I did her. I was like, Shonda, right? Oh, oh. oh, somebody was I'm not there with, with you. me. I'm okay. sorry. Um, this is Year of Yes, How to Dance It Out, Stand in the Sun, and Be Your Own Person, which is all from her big shows. Dancing It Out is from Grey's Anatomy. Stand in the Sun is from Scandal. And mm. Be Your Own Person, I don't know what that's from. Maybe that's from yeah. her. So you you may know Shonda Rhimes as the woman who owned ABC I will talk about forever. Yes. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. So um, it, this is 337 pages. It was written in 2015. Great. It covers her year of saying yes to things in 2014 to 2015. Did she say yes to everything? Well, Someone we'll talk her? about that. The book it looks real cute. It's like... It's super cute. It's it's. I'm holding it. It feels really good to hold, actually. It's like not as tall as other books, um, but it's like a light blue. It's got year of yes in red and gold font and like this cute silhouette of a woman jumping up and down. Mm-hmm. And it's a New York Times bestseller. Oh, it is. Oh, and it's a cute picture. 
picture of Shonda on the back. It sure is. Um, the Audible is $20.99, narrated by Shonda Rhimes, um, which would be a delight to listen to her. Um, the hardback is $18.96, paperback $9.07, and the Kindle is $12.99. You can probably get those cheaper because it's a few years old. Um, Shonda Rhimes is the critically acclaimed and award-winning creator and executive producer of the hit television series Grey's Anatomy, Private Practice, Scandal, and the executive producer of How to Get Away with Murder, Off the Map, and The Catch. Yeah. Her writing credits also include Princess Diaries 2, A Royal Engagement. I didn't know that. Crossroads. Oh, the Britney Spears movie. Uh-huh. I know. And I know. introducing Dorothy Dandridge. In Wait, two- I did not know Princess Diaries 2. That's a great movie. In 2007, Rhymes was named one of Time Magazine's 100 People Who Helped Shape the World. In 2015, she published her first book, a memoir, this book, uh, and there's also a Year of Yes journal. She holds a BA from Dartmouth College in English Lit with creative writing and received her MFA from the USC School of Cinema Television, where she was awarded the prestigious Gary Rosenberg Writing Fellowship. She was born and raised outside of Chicago, Illinois, and now runs her production company, Shondaland, from Los Angeles, where she lives with her three daughters. Yeah. And she did own ABC, and now Netflix has wooed her away. That's right. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of chapters. Um... There's a pro, uh, like a disclaimer up front called "Hello, I'm old and I like to lie." <laughs> oh, and then there's a prologue <laughs> like lie. called "Full Frontal." Then there's uh, these chapters: No, maybe, um, yes, yes to the sun, yes to speaking the whole truth, yes to surrendering the mommy war. Or Jenny McCarthy is my everything. Yes to all play and no work. Yes to my body. Yes to joining the club. Yes, thank you. A brief note about time. Yes to more year of yes. Yes to no. Yes to difficult conversations. Yes to people. Yes to dancing it out with the right people. Yes to who I am. Yes to beautiful and acknowledgments. Wow. Now listen, um, are you familiar with Grey's Anatomy? Oh, yeah. Do you like it? Uh, I, so I came to it late and I am currently on like season five or six. Oh, so. And there are, I think we're in season 14 or 15 airing right now. I know. Yeah. But I know what dance it out means. Do you like it? Yeah. Okay. Well, if you don't like Grey's Anatomy monologues, you're going to hate this book. Oh. (laughs) But if you love the idea of Miranda Bailey or Christina Yang or Meredith Grey telling you what's wrong with their life Mm. and how frustrating it is to change and also how things really are, then you're going to love this book. Okay. Um, She also admits how her memory sucks and she was scared to write this book because she's like a super introvert. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So her prologue, I'm, I'm old and I like to lie, is all about being a writer and what that means. And um, I'm old, meaning like her memory sucks. So I think it's kind of like a My disclaimer. Sucks too. Mm-hmm. So chapter one is no. She tells the story I love of how it already. <laughs> uh-huh, her sister got her started on her year of yes. It was Thanksgiving, and her sister was cooking, and she was tending to her her baby, uh, her one of two babies at the time. And then um, she was saying like, oh, and then I've been invited to this, and I've been invited to this, and I've been invited to this. And her sister was like, yeah, but are you going to actually go to any of those things? And she was like. No. And I don't want to go. And, like, I'm busy and I have all these things. Mm -hmm. And she even pulled, like, the I'm a single mother card. And her Mm -hmm. sister was like, no, you're not. You are not a single mother. You have a staff. Mm -hmm. You're a billionaire. Your family lives four blocks from you. Like, you're Mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, and her sister said, you never say yes to anything. And those six words started her on this year of yes. So it kind of, like, it was tough to hear. It reframed her thinking for a bit. But chapter two is maybe. 
So that grenade of her sister telling her she never says yes to anything has lain dormant now for a few weeks. And in the meantime, she uh, was told she was attending the Kennedy Center Honors as a new trustee for the center, wow. she was told. And she was going to sit behind the Obamas. So she goes. It was amazing. <laughs> um, a few weeks later, she awakes in the middle of the night, and she realized that had she been asked, she would not have gone. Right, but she was told, you're getting this, this That's is happening. Right. So her sister was right. And so like Olivia Pope, she's up, she's out of bed, downstairs, she drinking have, a glass she of wine. The Obamas. That's right. So um, she's in front of the Christmas tree thinking about how her sister was right. It was one of the most memorable nights of her life, but she would have said no if she'd have been asked. So it's a great chapter about how she realized that she's not happy in her life mm. and that she debates about whether or not even whether or not that she even gets to say if she's happy or miserable, mm. right? And realizing that she has so much to be grateful for. But she's miserable, and the year of yes is born. Yeah. Chapter three is, um, yes? January 13th is her birthday. She used to love birthdays, and yeah. this year she doesn't like it. So later in the day, after she eats a cake for breakfast and is like, I don't feel bad about it, <laughs> she texts a friend, I'm going to say yes to anything and everything that scares me for a whole year. Or until I get scared to death and you have to bury me. Ugh. And her friend texted back, holy crap. But her logic was this. Look, saying her no has gotten her to this point, and here sucks, and saying yes might get her somewhere better, and if not better, at least different. But to everything. To everything that scared her. Uh, everything that scared her. Ah, mm-hmm. ha, ha, ha. Anything and everything that scares her. Yep. And so, voila, the universe provided Two weeks later, Dartmouth called asking her to give the commencement address to 10,000 people that June. Oh, and if you haven't watched that video, it's fucking brilliant. We'll talk we about will it. We will put it in show notes. Uh-huh. And it was terrifying. And the first thing, it was the first thing she said yes to, but much more terrifying things came first. Chapter four, yes to the sun. Jimmy Kimmel wanted her on a show. She has this really fun relationship with her publicist. She's like, I have a publicist, so I don't have to do publicity. You're going to do it all for me. So he calls mm. and he's like, this is amazing. Like, you're go- Jimmy Kimmel wants you on a show. Yeah. And she was like, mm, no. Mm, mm. Yeah. Um, she has a history of stage fright. Once she was at the TCAs, which is the Critics Association, where they get to see the critics get like a preview of shows and stuff. Yeah. And. They had one for the showrunners, and literally they had to peel her out of the car to go in because she didn't want to go. <laughs> and she looked so stony-faced, uh, and everybody thought she was just, like, angry. And no, Mark she's Cherry, she's scared, and Mark Cherry, like, saved her because people were, like, peppering her with questions about characters and stuff. And he just did, like, rift for 20 minutes and saved her. Oh, that's so nice. Um, she remembers nothing about her Oprah interviews because she was just frozen in terror. She remembers everything up to and after, but not during. Oh, my God. She was just terrified. So she has all these nightmare ideas and scenarios of things that could go wrong. She's in while the she's... wrong business. Yeah, I know. Well, no, she's a writer. <laughs> no, I know. She's doing great, but, like, she's, like, a superstar showrunner. Yeah. And everybody's, like, and she teaches a master class. Well, I think this a was master after. Class. Yeah, yeah, but I just mean, like, everybody wants just... to learn from you and hear what you I have know. to say. And you're a... when you're a household name writer, that's when you have, like, rock stars. Yeah, but she star. sure didn't start out that way. Right. You know? Right. Um, so she has all these nightmare ideas, like, I'll pee on the couch because I'm so excited at Jimmy Kimmel. Like, I'll start laughing and won't be able to stop. Like, literally oh, these ever. Oh, fears. Mm-hmm. Right. And then she says, no, for real. I once flung a chicken bone across a room of an elegant cocktail party while making a point. People, a chicken bone <laughs> was flung across the room. She's very funny in this Like chapter. a very big chicken? Did it come know. from, like... I don't know. Right. I think it's enough that it was just flung. Yeah, of course. Um, she says yes, and she acknowledges that it doesn't feel good. 
and her eye is like twitching. And one of her kids is like, Mama, your eye's broken. <laughs> um, she negotiates a little bit and they don't do it live. Instead, Jimmy comes to her set on Scandal and they do it there. Oh, nice. And she makes zone. a little bit of fun of herself looking at the camera a lot, like right into camera. But she did it. And her friends were awarded and congratulated her because they knew it was a big deal. And she was happy she did it. Great. Chapter five. Yes, to speak in the whole truth. She says she joined an online women's group in early 2014. It's like an elite network of, mm. of women. And she, she's like, I kept my head down and I remained quiet, just learning from the interactions. But two weeks before she's to give the commencement speech, I'm going to read you this email she sends to them. From Shonda to the group, re my death. <laughs> so it's happening soon. My commencement speech. And... Shocker. I haven't written a word. I got totally paralyzed. The paralyzing moment happened when I was brushing my teeth and listening to NPR and heard someone on there, someone I love and admire, say that one of the speeches they were most looking forward to discussing was mine. No pressure. No pressure at all. Apparently now these speeches are filmed and streamed and uploaded and tweeted and dissected and NPR has a whole site dedicated to dissecting them. People don't faint when they give speeches, right? That has not happened. Um. And she goes, do you see what I said there? I hadn't written a word two weeks before. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I relate. It's terrifying. Yeah, it is terrifying. So en route to Dartmouth in a plane with some friends she brought for support, she realizes that the speech she wrote is not good. It's mm -hmm. fine, but it doesn't reveal anything about mm -hmm. her. And so she files it away under crap and writes a new one <laughs> because the first one wasn't a quote yes mm -hmm. and the next one isn't formal and it isn't stylized mm -hmm. but it's her and you can watch the video of her giving the speech like you yes, mentioned it's great she now, did an awesome job in the very beginning go back and watch because in the very beginning you can see she keeps waiting for the moment of crushing fear to come in but it doesn't instead she looks out in the faces of the students and she sees herself and then she like gives this sign realizes I'm not afraid and then she goes on to her speech um, she's not afraid because she understands they're the ones that are panicked. And whatever she's going to say isn't for her, it's for them. It's like a great example of taking care of the audience. Yeah. She totally exhales, and then she publishes her whole speech in the book, and you can read it. Mm. It's called Dreams Are For Losers, and here are just the three big lessons. One, ditch the dreams. Be a doer, not a dreamer. Two, for college graduates, tomorrow is going to be the worst day ever for you. Mm -hmm. Real life is hard. College is awesome, but when you get out in real life, don't be an asshole. And three, anyone who tells you they're doing it all perfectly is a liar. Yep, yep. Chapter six, yes to surrendering to the mommy war, or Jenny McCarthy is my everything. Now, mm. just so we're clear, Jenny McCarthy is the name of her nanny. It is not oh, Jenny McCarthy. I was like, but Jenny McCarthy is an anti-vaxxer, and how does that fit into I my— know. Okay. So— um, I really love this chapter because she talks about how for hours she would try to make her hair look like Whitney Houston's when she was in high oh, school. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she could never could. And then one day, about five or six years after college, she was in a salon and mentioning that to the stylist. And the stylist goes, girl, you know she had a wig on her hair, right? She's like, I mean, I think I can buy it. You can just buy it. Let me see if I have the catalog. And Shonda's like, I didn't hear anything after wig. She goes, I wasted hours and hours trying to be something that I couldn't. I hadn't failed. I just hadn't owned the wig. Right. So she talked about how the mommy war is waged on working mothers and stay-at-home mothers, and she learns to just let it go. This guilt of, like, I should be there. I should be at every recital. I should be at— It doesn't exist. Yeah. I just—I can't own that wig. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm -hmm. mm. Chapter 7, Yes to All Play and No Work. This chapter is <laughs> about making time for her kids, no matter what's going on, in the spirit of saying yes. Whether it's headed out the door in this beautiful Carolina Herrera dress mm -hmm. when the youngest comes up with sticky fingers and is like, Mommy, can we play? Play with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I saw her talk about that. Yeah. Or yeah. if the older one wants to talk, like, squeezing in 15 minutes is totally doable with no cell phones and really just being present. 
she thought it, she found it was much easier to make happen than she thought it would be. And she changed her email signature to read, quote, please note, I will not engage in work emails after 7 p.m. or on weekends. And then in all caps, if I am your boss, may I suggest put down your phone. Oh, my gosh. Right. She's the boss of a lot of people. She is the boss of a lot of people. Chapter eight. Yes to my body. This chapter's okay. It's honest about a person who wants to change her shape. She does a lot of like you do you and whatever you want is fine. I remember reading it in 2015 and liking it, and I have thoughts about it in 2019. So it's Uh, interesting to see how— Your own awareness or perspective has changed. Yeah, and also what's what's tolerated has changed a little bit in four years, at least. Yeah. yeah. I wonder—and I wonder what she thinks about it, too. Uh, Chapter 9, Yes to Joining the Club. She's asked to give the Hollywood Reporter Women in Entertainment speech in December of 2014, Mm -hmm. near the end of her year of yes. And Mm -hmm. she publishes it in the book. And she was fine to give it when her PR person asked. Wow. And it was good. So like this year of doing things. So she's expanding her comfort zone. Exactly. Uh, Chapter 10, Yes, Thank You, is all about taking compliments. Mm. She decided she was at that Women in Hollywood Reporter, right? Uh, Hollywood Reporter, Women in Hollywood Mm -hmm. speech. And she noticed that people were giving compliments to these most powerful women in Hollywood, and all of them were very uncomfortable receiving compliments. And she was like, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And she's like, well, it has to start with me, too. So she's like, whenever somebody compliments me, I am just going to say thank you. Mm -hmm. Isn't that a crazy revolutionary thought? Like, just now I was like, oh, God. Yeah. Well, she happened to just be at her gynecologist's office. Oh. And her gynecologist, <laughs> who she's like, her name is Claire. I, I, I think it's Claire. I, I demand to be on a first-name basis with anybody who, who's yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, she said, her, her gynecologist goes, you have a good uterus. She goes, I sat up on my elbows on that table, looked her in the eye, and said, thank you. Thank and you. Yep. <laughs> yep. So she just practices saying thank you. Smiling and shutting up. Ooh, can that be my homework? Sure. She says, fake it till you make it. Yeah. Then she puts in this small note about time. She's like, you may note that I'm well past my year of yes, Mm -hmm. and I'm still doing this from Mm. when I said I'd try. She's like, but it was going great, and I wanted to continue. Chapter 11 is yes to no and yes to difficult conversations. She says no is the most powerful word in the English language. She talks about her favorite no, which is when she didn't cast a person as Christina Yang and how she was afraid to do that. Everybody was pressuring her. We need to cast. We need to cast. And they all wanted this one actor. And she was like, no. No. Wow. Um, Probably a big name actor, too. Maybe. I don't know. And then Sandra O oh just did it so Everybody, there well. was nobody who was really well-known at the time. On except Grace. Patrick Dempsey, but he, even then, he'd been out of work for a while. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and then she was, then another no is, a powerful no is when um, a friend of hers just casually asked her for a very large sum of money. And when she finally told her no, this friend got so mad and yelled at her, and then she realized, oh, I can be free of that friendship. Just casually asked her, like, hey, can She's I like, like it was 10 bucks. Oh, my God. Yeah. Chapter 12, Yes to People. This is her human rights campaign speech. Um, it's published in the book from March 2015. And then there's a whole section of fun pictures that you can check it out. Uh, like throughout her year of yes, you mean? Yeah, and also from... when she's little. like It's like the, her uh, memoir pictures. Oh, yeah. Chapter 13, Yes to Dancing It Out with the Right People. Mm. She talks about how Christina Yang's character being written out was really sad because she felt a lot like Christina. Yeah. And how her growth and happiness has led to other friends resenting her. And how realizing that they were not real friends, but people she cast as friends, like avatars. Oh, and shit. all this growth. like So oh, saying God. yes, yeah, it was really great. Chapter 14, Yes to Who I Am. This is a chapter about not wanting to get married. 
And being truthful to the happy ending you want for yourself. She's not married. No. Is she publicly dating anybody? She was. So she talks about how she had this relationship with this man. And finally, she was truthful with him about what she wanted. And he was so disappointed because he was like, I really thought we were working towards marriage. She's like, I don't believe in getting married and I don't believe in divorce. So I really don't think I'll ever get married. And he was kind of heartbroken. But she felt such, she danced it out after that because she felt like I am being me. I am being authentic. Being true to myself. Chapter 15, Yes to Beautiful. This is the wrap-up of her more than year of yes. She's on a cover shoot for Entertainment Weekly and loving it. She has an interview with Oprah and remembers it. (laughs) She categorizes all the accomplishments that this year has given her. That is the year of yes. Oh, my God. So fast. (laughs) Thank you for that. So did this read more like self-help book or memoir or like an amalgamation of the two? A little amalgamation, more memoir, but um, I think everybody— Everybody kind of took it as self-help, and there were tons of, like, I remember I was on a private Facebook group that was, like, year of yes, and we were encouraging each other to try yes things. And- Do you know what's so interesting? As as you were giving us that that very fun summary, it struck me how Shonda Rhimes is in this whole other league of, like, multi-multi-millionaire, crazy visibly successful. Right. And she's sharing with us her experiences, and she just strikes me as so much more authentic than Rachel Hollis. Oh, totally. And it's funny because it feels like Rachel Hollis is closer to what my situation could be someday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yet I feel like more well, she's totally, connected to Shonda. She's, and I, I mean, I've left out a lot, but she's totally authentic and totally yeah. like, listen, this part sucked. And she, I mean, there are a lot. I I didn't want to share a lot of specific stuff in the book because it's so in her voice. And if you like right. her shows, you know her voice and you right. love it. Right. And you know, she's she starts with like all of her, all of the things that she didn't like about right. herself, you know, or that she felt were really holding her back. Right. And yes, that is the premise, like you're saying, of Rachel's book. But Rachel comes out with kind of like a an air of. This is how you do it. And I feel like Shonda was like, this is a, just the one thing that I did. Yeah. And here's how or it she's impacted like, I was my life. so uncomfortable and it was all a struggle. I was miserable. Yeah. Um, so what did she get right and what did she get wrong? I feel like she got right um, being authentic and telling us that, it's a, that she was miserable when you expect her to be very happy. Right. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her being like, I'm at the peak of all these things and I'm so unhappy. Yeah. And then yeah. to just say, here's how this one change uh, kind of made a waterfall of change for me. Right? Amazing. Um, and the thing that she got wrong, I get, you know, again, this that chapter about her body is all about. It's a it's a different mindset, even from yeah. four years ago. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to read that as yeah. well. Um, you can borrow it. Oh, thank you, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that you put into practice from this book? I, no. I didn't because, you know, I'm steeped in kind of a yes and. You are. So I'm I'm not so much a – when I know it's a no, it's because I know it's a no. But I think over time I've gotten a little more into no. Yeah. Yeah. So I could be a little more yes. I could try a little more of that. And uh, who's it perfect for? It's perfect for anybody. You don't have to be in the industry to kind of enjoy this because I think you can understand where your your own um, introverted or – fear or um, self-shaming stuff is holding you back. Yeah. So I feel like that would be perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know if you already thought of a listener challenge for me, but I would really love to just— I love your compliment one. Because people are kind and they do say nice things to me and I always caveat it like, oh, thanks. Yeah, it's just whatever. And I minimize it. So I think I'm just going to go— Smile. Thank you. Say thank you and shut up. 
Yeah, that feels really uncomfortable, and I'm going to try that. Yeah, so um, if you're a listener and you want to try that, just try it once and, and let us know how it goes. And mm-hmm. if you can, try it more than once. Yeah. I, I, I want to see you how the world it feels to get comfortable with that. The world yeah. won't collapse. Yeah. Lisa, thank you for this um, really potent, quick episode. I loved it. Yes! Everybody, life is abundant. Oh, I blew that. Okay, you want to do it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Life, life is, is abundant! abundant. Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less, was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. <laughs> do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know you can also find us on the social medias. Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast. Twitter at G-H-Y podcast, or check out our website, gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends? Bye! Bye.